Scripture, John chapter number 18. Let's look at these first 10 verses together and then I'll share what God has laid on our heart for the morning message. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where was a garden into the which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek you? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled which he spake of them, which thou gavest me, have I lost none. Here's the key verse. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Malchus. I will say to you that you will read of this same account in the book of Matthew, in the book of Mark, and also in the book of Luke. But nowhere in the other Gospels will you find this servant's name. The only place that you will find this servant's name is in the book of John. Chapter number 18. I'll say it again. This man's name is Malchus. I'm interested this morning in interviewing Malchus. I want to interview the man who got his ear cut off in the garden. I'd love to know what Malchus knows. I'd love to hear everything that Malchus has heard. I'd love for us to be able to interview him just for the next few minutes of time so that we can hear what we've just read out of Malcolm's words, Malchus's words. If the Lord will help me, and I want you to pray that he does, I want to preach a message this morning like I'm Malchus, entitled this, An Interview with Malchus. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that is so real in this place. We thank you for each one that's gathered here this morning, and evidently, they're here for a reason. I believe, God, that you want us to hear from you. I believe, God, that you want us to expound on the Scriptures clear than ever before preached from my lips. I believe, God, that you want to show us 
your word. But I also believe, God, that you want to show us in the life of this servant by the name of Malchus. God, help us for the next few minutes to walk in his shoes. Help us, God, for the next few minutes for our minds to stay clear. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bind every power of Satan, any demonic force that would want to come upon this service here this morning. And we pray the Holy Spirit would have freedom to move through every heart, through every pew. God, speak to us, we pray. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus, in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. And thank you so much for standing and thank you for being here. The only way that you'll get anything out of this message is you're going to have to completely unplug from everything that's going on in your mind right now. You're going to have to completely focus more than you've ever focused during a church service before. Because I'll be the first to admit it, if you lose focus during this message, you're going to miss what God has for you. And I pray this morning that you would allow God's word to speak to you as we hear an interview with Malchus. Are you with me? Who is Malchus? Malchus is a servant. And who is he a servant to? He's a servant to the high priest. I'm interested in hearing from Malchus. Please listen. When I first began to learn of the plans, it's been about two days before the Passover meal. Matthew 26, verse 3 and 4. Mark 14, verse 1 and 2. Luke chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. If you don't care, I'd like to start from the beginning. I'm Malchus now. Matthew 26, 3. See, there was assembly together in the chief priest and the scribes and the elders of the people in the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. It's a great privilege to be a servant in that room as I'm standing there with that great council of all of these religious leaders. You'd be surprised what I hear them talk about. But this day I heard something that I'd like to share with you. My name is Malchus. Verse number four, they consulted. That means that one at a time they begin to give advice. As they joined in and they begin to talk and they begin to recommend and they begin to determine how's it going to look and how will we do it. As I'm standing there in that room because I'm just a servant and I'm hearing what these religious leaders are saying, I'm thinking to myself, what are they trying to figure out. They begin to talk. And it said that they might take Jesus by subtility. Subtility. That means that they was going to try to come up with a plan to trick him. They was going to try to come up with a plan to bait him. And I found out the reason for this. 
As I stood there and I listened to all of these religious leaders that day, I found out their purpose. And their purpose was they wanted to kill Jesus. That was their purpose. Verse number five, but they kept saying, now we will not do this on the feast day. Because if we do it on the feast day, they will be a mighty uproar of the people. So as I stand there, the servant Malchus, and I'm listening to the chief priest and the rulers and the Pharisees, I heard them say something. Now they might not want me to tell you this, but I have to tell you everything that I heard. Luke chapter 22 and verse number 2. You know why they didn't want a lot of people to know what they was wanting to do? Because it says they feared the people. Now there's no way that the religious people would want you to know that they fear you. There's no way that they would want you to know that what they're fixing to do is scaring them because they realize that if you find out their plans, they realize that every single one of you could rise up against them. I'm just telling you folks what I've heard. My name is Malchus. I'm a servant to the chief priest, to the rulers, and to all of those people that's standing there in that palace that day. Boy, but let me tell you something that I know. As I'm standing here and just doing what I'm commanded to do, it's amazing all the information that keeps coming in. You know what we've heard? Uh, we've heard that this man by the name of Jesus Christ has a great following. I've heard that it says, they even say that it looks like the whole world's following him. We keep getting reports into the palace, the chief priests and the rulers in the Sanhedrin court. You folks need to know they're getting so upset by what they're hearing. You know what they heard the other day? They heard that there was a blind man that was made to see. You know what else they heard? They, they heard that, that Jesus touched a man and he was deaf and Jesus touched a man that couldn't walk and they said, now that man that couldn't walk can rise up and walk now. You would not believe all the reports. I don't know if you've heard of this man or not, but there's a man just right down the road. His name was Lazarus. Did you know they said that Lazarus had died? And there was reports that come in to the chief priests and the rulers and the Pharisees and all the scribes. And they were shaking their head trying to figure out that Jesus shows up after three days. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. And we got word that Lazarus rose from the dead. We're trying our best to figure out what's going on with this man by the name of Jesus. See, because I'm Malchus. I'm the servant of the high priest. Everything that is discussed in that palace and everything that is discussed in them walls and everything that is discussed outside of this temple, he said, I get to hear it all. Do you understand who I am this morning? I'm Malchus. I know everything that's going on in Jerusalem. I just want to let you know what I know. Matthew 26, 14, 15, and 16. Something interesting happened. Now, you folks have got to hear this. I've never in all of my days of being in this palace experienced what I just experienced. Are you listening to me, folks? You can't miss this next part of what I saw. Stay with me now. I was standing there like I always stand. And it was amazing. Before I saw anyone come in, I smelled something. It was a smell like I've never smelled before. It was such strong perfume that all I could smell was perfume that was so strong. It smelled like perfume that a king would wear. And about that time, there was a man come walking by me. 
What's so amazing is, is I smelt him way before I seen him. And all that I could hear this man that was walking by me, all that I could hear him say, he was really upset about something. And when he come walking by, he was walking in to talk to the chief priest. And when he come walking by me, I could smell perfume all over him. And when he come walking by me, all I heard him say is, oh, they should have never broke that alabaster box and wasted all of that. I don't know why in the world they wasted all of that. Do they not realize how much money I could have got? Do they not realize how much money I could have got out of that perfume? I don't know what was wrong with all them people. It was an interesting thing what that man said when he come by me. And he walked straight up to the chief priest and the rulers and he began to talk to them. I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, hey, I'm one of the 12 disciples. And he said, my name is Judas Iscariot. I said, this is interesting. As I stand there and I'm looking, why would one of Jesus' followers come in here and talk to the chief priest? And he smells like he's been around king's perfume. But I noticed something else about this man that really made me wonder about him a little bit. Luke 22, 3. Then entered Satan into Judas, surname Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Let me tell you folks something. When I found out that this man's name was Judas, and I found out that he was one of the twelve, he had a smell just so strong on him as he come walking by. But you know, I noticed there's something about that man. When he come by me, his eyes didn't look right. He come by me mumbling and complaining about some kind of alabaster box. And, and, and when he walked by me, I felt like a real strong darkness around that man. There was a spirit about that man that made me feel so uncomfortable. But he said his name was Judas. Judas Iscariot. Matthew 26, 15. You know what I noticed about him? I noticed that when he come in, he was carrying a bag. And that bag was full of money. And as this man by the name of Judas Iscariot, who, who had been around somebody with a lot of perfume on him, and, and he come walking in, mumbling and complaining, and he's right here in the palace, and in the whole palace begins to smell like perfume, but he's got this real uneasy look about him, this dark feeling around him, and he's carrying this money bag in his hand. And he asked, you got to understand something. I'm Malchus. I am the chief priest servant. Everything that is discussed in this palace, I hear it all. I'm standing there when things are said. And this is what that man Judas said. He said, what will you give me and I will deliver him unto you? <laughs> well, it didn't take them long to figure out what to give him. And it says that they made a covenant for 30 pieces of silver. Mark 14, 11, and Luke 22, 5, oh, was they glad. If you could have seen the chief priests and the rulers and the Pharisees, if you could have seen their faces, they were smiling and they was laughing and they began to talk. We was trying to figure out how we was going to get this man and one of his own disciples has come in here and said he's going to help us get him. Oh, I've never seen my boss 
with the biggest smile on his face. He was smiling bigger than I'd ever seen before. As I stood there in that palace that day. Well, Luke 22, 6. I heard Judah say this. He said, I promise, I, pr- I promise that when I deliver him to you, there will be no one else around. That's a guarantee. He promised them that. My name is Malchus. I'm the servant of the chief priest and the rulers. I know everything that's going on in here. You know what I heard him say? I heard Judas say this. He said, I know a place. I know a place where you can betray him. He said, for Jesus, Jesus often went here and he took his disciples there. During the day, Jesus would go in Jerusalem and during the evenings, he would, he, would, he would heal and he would talk to people. But at nighttime, Jesus always goes to a garden. I heard Judas say that. And he said, sometimes I don't get to go with him. He said, but Peter and James and John goes with him all the time. He said, but the times that I have got to go. This is Judas. Malchus said, I heard Judas say this. The times that I do get to go, I don't pay a whole lot of attention. Usually when I'm in the garden, all I do is sleep. But he said, I know a place. I know a place. Well, and then he left. I'm Judas. I'm Malchus. I'm trying to tell you what I've heard from Judas. And then Judas left. Oh, but it wasn't long. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. I know I've never preached a message like this before, but stay with me. Malchus is going to try to tell us something. He said, oh, but it wasn't long. Malchus is speaking now. He said, oh, but it wasn't long. He said, I heard that same man coming back in and he was hollering and he was screaming and he was saying, it's time. The hour has come. It's time. It's time. Jesus is there with his disciples. Get everything that you can get. It's time to portray him. It was interesting that day. He's alone. And when we get to the place, listen now. Judah said, when we get to the place, this is what he told the chief priest. He said, when we get there, it's going to be dark. He said, but don't worry about it because you'll know him. He said, because what I'm going to do is, is when I get there to that garden, now all of you follow me now. He said, but when I get there to that garden, Judas told the chief priest, he said, I'm going to call him master and then I'm going to kiss him. He said, that's the token that I'm going to give you. And he says, when I say master and I kiss him, he said, that's the Christ. Malchus said so. All of the plan had come together. It was time for us to go. It was time. As we was walking up, this is Malchus talking now. As we was walking up, Malchus says, I heard something that Jesus said that I hadn't got quite figured out yet. Right before Judas kissed Jesus, I heard these words out of his mouth. Listen close. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. I've been trying my best to figure out ever since that night, who is he talking about the sinners? 
What does he mean that the hour has come? That he'd been betrayed in the hands of sinners. Does he not know who my boss is? He's the chief priest. He's the ruler of this place. Oh, but we had a great multitude. You would not believe how many people we had with us. They had swords and they had staves. And he said, remember the token. When I kiss him, it's him. You know what happened next? Look in John chapter number 18. Go back there with me now. In verse number 4. Jesus therefore knowing all things that should come upon him. Went forth and said unto them. I'm in the front of the pack guys. I'm just a servant. I'm like a slave to these people. So I was one of the ones that had to walk up there first. I had my lantern and I had my sword. And I go walking up there. And we're getting ready to deal with these guys. And we mean business. I got to looking around. They didn't have but two swords with them. I don't know what they was thinking. But when I looked, Jesus stood out and he said, Whom seek ye? And we told him. All of us said, Jesus of Nazareth. That's who we're looking for. Stay with me now. John 18, 5. Then answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto him, I am he. Can I say this to you people? Don't miss this. I've been around a lot of real important people. I've been in some of the strictest religious groups you could ever be around in your life. But there's something about when that man said, I am he. Because we're all standing there, a huge crowd of us. And when the words come out of Jesus' mouth and he said, I am he, every single one of us, it blowed us back and we fell to the ground. Can I say to you, I've heard a lot of powerful words, but I've never heard words like that man spoke that day. When he said, I am he, I can't explain it to you. It was the most powerful thing I've ever heard in my life. And as we're laying there on the ground, I begin to think to myself, we got to get up. we got to get up. We've got a job to do. We ask him again. And he asked us, he said, who are you seeking? And then something happened. I don't know how to explain it to you. But as I'm standing there, see, because I'm in the front. I'm Malchus. I am the servant of the high priest. Are you hearing me this morning? Something amazing happened. Next, I'm standing there, and one of his men jumps out with a sword and swings that thing, and I try to get out of the way, and he cuts my ear off. And there I stand. Ears all flopped off. Blood running down on my shoulder. I'm trying to figure out, what are we going to do? He said, but something else happened. He said, I've never been touched the way I was touched that day. He said, do you know that Jesus himself took his hand and touched me on the side of the head and when he moved his hand away, I was not bleeding anymore and my ear was healed. I'm standing here trying to testify to you people. I've never heard anybody speak the way that man speaks and I've never been touched by anybody like Jesus touched me that day. 
I'm Malchus, and I'm telling you, I was there. I, I experienced it, and it was amazing. I don't know this, but I heard somebody say that was the last miracle that Jesus did before his resurrection. He done his last miracle on me. <laughs> Are you with me? He did his very last miracle on me, and I was there to take him away. I'm telling you, I was there. I'm Malchus. I ain't never been touched that way before. And then something happened. And I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out what this is all about. Are you in John chapter number 18? Turn to verse 26. I'm still trying to figure out how my ears back on my head. And they took Jesus down to the palace, down to the inner court. And they was down there with him and they're trying him and they're trying to find something wrong with him, you see. And my cousin is down there. He's, he's my kinsfolk. That's what that word means, by the way. He's my kinsman. That means blood relative in verse 26. If you look it up, it means he's my cousin. Now this is something I can't figure out. Maybe you can help me with this one. My kinsman is down there and he's standing outside and he's warming himself by a fire and he looks up, guess who he sees? You know who he sees? He sees that very guy that cut off my ear with that sword. And he looks at him and he says this to him. I recognize you. I know who you are. You're the one that cut off my kinsman ear. But you know what I can't figure out? That guy that walked with Jesus. You know what he said to him? He said, I don't know who you're talking about. He said, I don't know that man. Now why in the world? Listen, I'm Malchus. I'm the servant of the high priest. Why in the world would a man that walked with Jesus that cut my ear off, why would he stand there by that fire and say he didn't know him? I ain't figured that out yet. And then my kinsman said this. He said he heard a rooster crow. And he said if you could have seen that guy's eyes on that rooster crow. He said it was like that guy's face turned so white he didn't know what was going on. I'm just here to tell you. I'm just here to tell you what I know. And I'm just here to tell you what I've seen. My name is Malchus. I'm a servant of the high priest. I know everything that goes on in that palace. Well, they've crucified him. That man who put my ear back on, they crucified him. I want to get real serious right here for a minute because it breaks my heart. As I was standing there in that palace that day, 
You know that guy I was telling you about named Judas? If you remember the guy named Judas, raise your hand. I've been telling you a little bit about him. Let me, let me tell you what's crazy about this man by the name of Jesus, uh, Judas. In Matthew 27, verse number 3, you know what he did? He come bringing back the silver that they give him. It says he come walking back in with the silver and, and he threw it down on the ground. And you know what my boss said to him? What is that to us? Verse number 5 of Matthew 27. He said he left the temple that day. And you know what I heard about that man, Judas? He says he went out and he hanged himself. That man, Judas, went out and he hanged himself. I don't know. It really bothers me for that man, Judas. Hmm. Are you still in John chapter number 18? Look at verse number 8. And and let me tell you something about this guy that cut my ear off. I think what bothers me so much about the man that cut my ear off is evidently he don't realize how much Jesus loved him. He don't realize it. Because in the bottom of that verse... We could have killed them all that night. They only had two swords. But the reason we didn't kill them all was because Jesus told us just to let these guys go. And for some reason in our hearts, we went up there to destroy that whole crowd, but for some reason in our hearts, we just couldn't do it. I can't believe that Jesus loved that man so much that he stood up and said, no, 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 no. Don't do nothing to these men. Let them go. How could that man deny Jesus whom he followed? Did he not realize how much that man truly loved him? Did that man not realize the power that was in Jesus' words? Did that man not realize, did he never see the healing touch of Jesus? Because I seen it and I heard it. But he, he denied him to my cousin. I just, I just want to tell you what I've seen. I just want to tell you what I've heard. And I just want to tell you what's going on. I'm Malchus. I know everything that happened around that day. They crucified him. <laughs> Turn with him to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. I want to share something with you and we'll be done. They crucified him that day. And then something amazing has been happening. You're not going to believe this. People have been running around everywhere screaming he's alive. I mean, the word has already come back to the chief priests and the rulers and everybody that this man's alive and people's actually seen him. 
So this next part I'm going to tell you is, is more important than when I told you that they were scared of all of you. Because if you let this next secret out, I will surely die. Please, whatever you do, keep it quiet. I'm Malchus. I was standing there when they said it. Matthew 28, verses 11 through 15. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came in the city and showed unto the chief priest all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews unto this day. Listen, you cannot tell anyone what I just told you. They have paid lots of money to keep this quiet. So whatever you do, when you leave here, do not tell anyone that Jesus is alive. Miss Gina. I've never preached a message like this before. I've never even felt led to preach a message like this before. But there's one thing I know. I know that Malchus knows a whole lot more than me and you know. There's one thing I know. Whatever it is that you're dealing with this morning, and you need some help, you don't need a word from a preacher. You don't need a word from a friend. I'm going to tell you the words you need to hear this morning is a word from Jesus. Because his word is the only word powerful enough to change your life and to save your soul. If you need direction this morning, come to an altar. If you need to pray this morning, come to an altar. If you need God to show you something this morning, come to an altar. If you need the Lord to give you some direction and some wisdom, come to an altar. But let me say this. There's going to be people that will come and pray with you this morning. They might even lay their hand on your back. But if you need a touch from heaven, a touch like you've never had before, it will not come from anyone in this service. There will be a touch that can touch you like you've never been touched before. And it will come from Jesus. So if you just need a touch this morning, I just need a touch from God. Lord, I need you just to help me and touch me and help me. And God, whatever I do when I leave this service, please don't let me be as those that will not tell that Jesus is alive. Everywhere I go, let me tell somebody that Jesus is alive. Because you know what? He is. He really is.